Hello, welcome back to Growing Up With Aaron. And it is a new year, and this is our first episode of the new year. We've got some great content coming up for you this year. I have been so inspired to tell some stories through some great movies, TV shows, music, uh, 90s nostalgia just like coming at you so quick. Uh, so yeah, let's start it off with this one right now. Alright, so, welcome back to Growing Up with Aaron, and of course, we are here with Michael, who's a regular. What's up, Michael? It's nice to be a regular at something that isn't a bar or church. <laughs> For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, are you a regular at church? I mean, we all worship in our own way. <laughs> That's fair. I that's that was like I didn't mean like what specific church like I guess but like there's all certain sorts of churches like I go to you know the church of Judy Garland I guess I don't <laughs> there's no such thing that I know of Judy Garland she's from Grand Rapids right and while she was there she probably also attended a church there right that would be that the would church be of Judy Garland that, that would be accurate <laughs> well, that, that would be accurate yeah. Uh, I, it's such a deep dive. That's Michael. <laughs> Michael Lenski, the regular. Today we are also joined by another, well, he's he's been here before. You've yeah, been around the block. <laughs> Mr. Mr. I like to call him Mr. Sir Stephen Rice. Yeah. <laughs> All these made up names I give myself. I yeah, know, I do the same thing. Yeah. Just, but you got to keep adding those prefixes. You yeah, know? exactly. But everyone can have a suffix. Let's go with right. the prefix. You know. <laughs> I uh, I bought like what is it? You get that little spot in Scotland or something, so you could become a lord or a lady. Oh yeah, yeah. And I did it, and I got a buy one get one. So for my roommate at the time, it was our Christmas gifts. <laughs> we went in together, and we became a lord and a lady. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Solid gifts, though, I would think. <laughs> Do they have this actually plotted out, and you can go there and visit I... your? I was wondering. I feel like I should have that right. I mean, it's a, it's a square foot. I should be able to go and actually put my foot on it, right? And yeah, you should be spot. able to go there and stand right in that place and proclaim stand. things and stand in the place where you live. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love it. Um, and but yeah. So, how are you doing, Stephen? How's doing your great. How's your twenty twenty three starting off? Uh, it's hard to believe it's already 2023, but <laughs> at least you're warm. Yeah, true. <laughs> Do you think 2023 starts right away? Does your 2023 start right away for you? Mine starts kind of in mid-February. Mine probably will too. <laughs> it's still, I'm like, I'm still wrapping up stuff from 2022. Oh, I'm still wrapping here. up stuff from like 2020. So <laughs> it's like, it doesn't feel real yet. Give me until probably mid-February, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. it's a new year. Now I'll start all my goals. <laughs> it is interesting we talk about a new year, because my whole new year has started off with, clearly, if you notice, there's things different around me. I am moving. This is exactly the last time I'll be recording in this room, and the last night I'll be sleeping in it. Oh, that's exciting. Be, it is, but it's also like... Oh, 
weird. Yeah. Like change is change does a lot to me. And it's like, I've had the anxieties for a while. My hair is falling out again. Mm. <laughs> I hate being sorry old. to hear that. Oh, it's just realizing how my body reacts to my um, emotions is just starting to is a little more. I don't know. Feels more real or mm-hmm. like yeah, I understand it. Yeah, like oh crap, I am stressed. My hair's breaking. Your emotions <laughs> have a physical effect on yeah. your actual body. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And so yeah, this year has started off though it's been stressful. It's been exciting. It's been there's a lot of emotions that I'm not fixated on. Like oh my god, it's gonna be scary, and I'm gonna be like oh it's gonna suck. It's also been like oh my god, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be I'm gonna do this. And it's gonna be like okay, where am I going? Where am I going? Right now I'm just like let's get it done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. I am right there. I'm just like, okay, I just want to get in there and get my stuff set up so it's home. And then I'll decide if I'm going to freak out or not later. I probably won't freak out, but you know, we'll see. Just Um, use that energy, that all of that energy, the the anxious energy, just use it, use it. and, uh, and, And what I mean by that is actually like put your things away. You're saying make it yeah. home, but yes. try to also you just have yep. it be part of the process and enjoy it a bit. All right, all right. So this uh, episode is all about the feline femme fatale herself, Selena Kyle, aka Catwoman, uh, known from her origin stories in the Batman stories. Uh, and so on grew her own uh, character origins and story arcs Uh, and of course I was drawn to her at an early age uh, and you'll hear a little bit more of this throughout Um, and so much more Uh, I love that we get to focus on the style choices of the costumes from the actresses portrayals of the characters uh, just and the femininity as weaponry uh, so much, so quickly. So, of course, I am joined by regular co-host Michael Bensky and our special guest, Sir Stephen Rice. And here we go for Growing Up With Catwoman, Part 1. Yay! All right. Well, so as we know, we're talking about that one and only Catwoman. And when we say one and only, that's going to make it, that sounds really it's ridiculous. Like, like, there's how many that we're going to talk about here. <laughs> but the one and only Selena Kyle Catwoman character, as played by several amazingly talented women. And some not so talented women. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Sorry, no good. No, no, I'm I agree. Because I agree. <laughs> I agree, but I want to give credit to the fact I, that I'm just there's there's ass. an attempt made, I think, at certain actors. And sometimes I think there were people that I'm like, were you just cast because of a name? We don't know. I th- we'll get into it. We'll get there. <laughs> 2004 to now it's um, from name only (laughs) Uh, i know yeah all right so (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. So, so the reason I really relate to Catwoman is, and why I liked this as a theme, is that back in, back when I was a kid, way back when I can remember, is I used to watch the 1960s Batman episodes with my uncle. Uh, and I remember Catwoman in it. And I was more interested in the girl characters, Bat, uh, Catwoman and Batgirl all the time than I cared about the boys. They were, they were fun, but I always cared about the girl characters and I thought they were more fun. And I never really questioned that when I was a little kid about the fact that why am I drawn to these female characters more? Um, and it didn't come into play until later on when I wanted to actually pretend to be this when you are playing it all, you're all playing pretend with the friends. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be these characters. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it doesn't work out well when you're planning to be Catwoman. No. But somebody's got it when you're all boys. Yeah. I was willing to volunteer as trivia. Like, guys, I will make the sacrifice. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I here's my whip one. that I've had. <laughs> um, but the reason was is that I just loved the character. I loved how she was able to be so playful, but also be able to be so like conniving, sneaky, uh, like sensual, like the way she moved her body. And then she was able to just be so flexible. And like, I, it just seemed like she could basically get away with anything with her body and not in a sexual way, like a, anything like a cat. You know, cats can literally squeeze through anything they need to. Um, I really liked uh, the femininity of Catwoman. And I saw everything that I liked about her was what was classified as femininity. Um, and in the way I was being raised and taught in a very masculine household and area, that femininity was not something boys were supposed to be practicing. <laughs> like, oh, okay. My bad. So what am I supposed to do with this? I like her and I want to be her. So what do you expect me to do? So I had to just pretend not to like her and then just pretend to like her and stop, you know, you know, anyway. So I, but there was also the duality of her character. Um, the fact that she was never really good and never really bad. Like she, was she the villain? Yeah, sure. She she did naughty things, but so do cats. And we still love them. <laughs> no, cats are assholes. <laughs> but we still love them. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, for the most part. But you know what I mean? Yes, right? Yes. Oh, they come and they they come and cuddle you and they purr and they they want to pot the little yarn ball and they're and but then they also like walk next Scratch to your champagne you. flutes and they knock them over and then there's glass oh, yeah. everywhere oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. i agree i 100 agree and yes they're drug addicts yes but that's you put a little bit of catnip in front of them but they you can't just have a little but you still look at them even after they do something terrible and you see those eyes and you're just like, oh, you're such a, you're such a biatch, but I, but I just can't, no, do you're just like a little floofy. Yeah, I, I did that. That, that. that happened right there. <laughs> it's like you became my aunt. <laughs> or every single white female. Mm. Okay. I was like, I think I became most of the women that I socialize with. <laughs> 
um, yeah. Anyway, so Catwoman, the character through DC Comics, was created by Bob Kane, of course, who created the co-creator of um, Batman. Uh, and one of my favorite things that I was during my research is that he was inspired uh, to create her based on actresses like Jean Harlow, Hedy Lamarr, and then his cousin Ruth Steele. One of these things is not like the others. One of these things just doesn't belong. Can you guess which thing is not like the others? Um, <laughs> his cousin? His cousin. Just added his cousin in there. Oh, all right. That's... Yep, there's no there's no other rhyme or reason. It's just says the two actresses and then all of a sudden his cousin Ruth Steele, which I'm assuming that his cousin Ruth Steele must have like that like pin up pre like shape. Or maybe she just drinks all the milk. Weird to talk about your family like that. <laughs> yeah, like Yep, but the two actresses, you know, Jean Harlow yeah. and Hedy Lamar. So uh and so she was not actually Catwoman, or even known as the cat, when she first appeared in the comics, she was just a like a burglar, a burglar yeah. yeah. And she was just like a woman, like that just got caught. And they kind of decided to keep this female character that was the first female, like a person that Batman has up against, to kind of keep coming back in. And suddenly they kept, uh, well, they needed to develop her a little bit more, give her more story, but could still be mysterious. So they started calling, referring her to the, as the cat and her mask was actually like a furry cat mask. Did they, did they refer to her as the cat because they didn't know in the comics that the cat burglar was a woman? This is a fair point. I'm just, I, think, I don't know. I'm just curious. Um, I, I think I they knew think, that she was a woman. Honestly, the, I don't, I don't know. Thirty-nine video minute video. <laughs> it was always they were like it was a woman, but she was just drawn plain. Like it wasn't, it wasn't the Catwoman that we know. But like you were saying, or at one point, her mask was literally looked like yeah, a looked furry, like a furry cat, cat. Mm -hmm. mask. It wasn't <laughs> like it wasn't just a terrifying. cowl over her face and you yeah. could see her eyes through it. It was like a mask. It was like she was into some some kinky furry. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen those Halloween costumes from the like 1920? Horrifying. They're Scary. probably that's what that's that's what that's that essentially I see probably, in my mind. That is essentially what they probably were doing because that's a, yeah because what this comic would have come out probably around the 50s when the cat came back into play, uh, and they kept developing. And so she was really mostly ever known as either Selena Kyle or the cat. Yeah. Um, and Catwoman just came into play later on um, as that developed, mostly, I think, in the 60s show. Yeah, I did not like her original. The purple and green were awful. <laughs> it was not cute. Yeah, the purple and green, like with her cape. But remember the time. True, the yeah. And the color yeah. just started. So to see something so gaudy, what a treat. Exactly. Oh. It, that's true. Everything else was black and white before that. That's probably why they started giving her more of a costume as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, giving her more of a look because this was the first like like super villainous yeah. in the in the Batman world, which that was controversial in itself. 
for the comics that I think they had to shut her down for a little while because yeah, they said for like 10 years they had it. Yeah. Because she was too scandalous. And I was yeah. like, she's covered head to toe. Like, but then like again, she, the times they were like, like she, <laughs> she's shown ankles. What a freaking harlot. <laughs> right. Yeah. What? You're yeah. and she's and she's like seducing Batman. <laughs> like, wait a minute. So yeah, so they basically had to say, okay, Catwoman, you go sit in the litter box or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think they made a point like because of course the times being in the fifties, like they weren't married, so you can't flirt if you're not married. And I'm like, okay, but, because they even referred to Superman and Lois. Yeah, um, that they like they had like just this whole wholesome like you know banter back and forth, but that was all good and cutesy flirting. Hypothetical yeah. question: If Superman is the fastest man in the world, could he and Lois? have sex without anyone seeing. I think she might be dead. I think, yeah, he would break her. He would smash the f*** out of Every bone in her body would be shattered. I'm just feeling that. Oh, no. The physics of it all just doesn't feel like it would work. But I do like how you were bringing that up because that is a really interesting. There's a really. um, Have you seen the show The Boys? I love The Boys. Have you seen that? I have not. I've seen the previews, and I said that looks. You're you're familiar with the concept. Yeah, I took a peek, <laughs> as Michael said. And I took a peek. There's <laughs> a pretty, pretty uh, violent scene that happens. It's mind blowing. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay. We are getting into when. We know where she came from. We knew that she was developed. But when she did come back into play, they also started developing the TV series. And so she also came into her live action role. And her first incarnation was played by the one and only Julie Newmar. Yes, splendid. Is everything okay? Perfect. This is my night to howl, Batman. Because tonight you are the mice and I am the cat. What's the matter? Cat got your tongue? <laughs> all right. Batman, it's been fun. But all good things must come to an end, and the goodest ending I can think of is yours. It's not ended yet. It will soon. T-T-F-N. And what's that supposed to mean? Ta-ta for now. Perfect. Who, I mean, she was the most adorable cowman ever. Let's just be honest. Um, she I was mean, like girl next door. Yes. But also, but also mean girl in her own yeah. way. Like, but I'm cute about it. Like, yeah. She was very flirty and very mm-hmm. Catwoman. It was a good. It was a good first live Catwoman. Yeah, live in action, especially for its uh, time where she still has to be wholesome for the yeah, she television. Have her tits out <laughs> or anything? So she... they well, even Julie Newmar said that costume. I mean, that was pretty risque, probably for yeah. that television network, it's even like, at the time. Yeah. 
And she said that that did 50% of the work, really, for her. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, then Julie, I didn't hear Julie's name during the original Batman. Uh, the first time I ever heard Julia Newmar's name was uh, Tu Wang Fu. Thanks for everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, it wasn't until during that movie that I realized that Julie Newmar was the name of the actress that played. <laughs> no one say anything frivolous for the next few moments. I am having a significant experience. Whoopee! Look, Miss Julie Newmar has been watching silently over this entire conversation. And look at her vintage Miss Julie. She is the perfect, the ultimate. Oh, try to describe her and not use the word statuesque. Oh, Miss Julie, you are statuesque, and you were the only cat woman. Oh, read it, please. To Wang Fu, thanks for everything. Julie Numa. Who was Wang Fu? I don't know, but evidently they were close. Had enough of this conversation. I'm hungry. Okay, so are we going to talk about that movie at some point? Oh, we will definitely in a recording. Because that came out in the 90s. Yes, that will definitely come up. Because, of okay. course, that was my first, uh, like, realizing that drag queens were a thing. <sighs> yeah. And that my family did not like that very butch straight men played drag queens in a movie. Anyway. Um, anyway, so... Uh, so, Julia Newmar, she was not available to do when they decided to make a movie in the 60s so they had to cast another actress uh and they got the lovely lee merriweather perfect riddler perfect comrade wayne my name is kitanya irenia tatanya karenska alisov i'm from the moscow bugle my friends call me kitka um who played a very different version it's interesting you say that. Okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I read that she was instructed to act like Julie Newmar. I wouldn't, then I would not argue that. But you couldn't get that out of her. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't see it out of her. But I wouldn't. I, I wasn't alive then. No, I know. I've seen the movie a bunch of times, and I will tell you is that that direction is probably a total legit that she probably could not achieve. Did she come back for the second season of the show? Julie knew my return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she wasn't available. I think in an interview she mentioned she was doing like um another like a show, another series, or another movie or something during that time frame because they were filming the movie in between the show. I just want to throw out there that anytime I'm speaking, just consider me an unreliable narrator. I don't really know (laughs) at all what I'm talking about most of the time. So just full disclosure. For everyone, but you do you you you've read things and stuff, and that's an interesting concept with Lee Merriweather. I'm sure they had to give her that direction though, because I do. She looked similar. They had the same. They they're like, let's not confuse the kids, even though kids are super easy to confuse, right? Because of the fact that it's like, well, you're just really standing in for her. Yeah, to have her back. I could kind of see that attitude being given to her. Mm. I just. Yeah, I would not want to take that on. Yeah, same. 
I mean, to not be able to like, oh, you just did it, but we're gonna. Oh, Julie's available for us for the show again. Eileen, yeah. thanks. Thanks anyway. Bye. Okay. I wonder why Tisha didn't come for this third season. They completely went a different direction. Well, and then yes, Julie they yeah, did. And then yeah, I don't know why they didn't bring Julie back, or if something happened. But then, um, then they got the phenomenal Eartha Kit. I know they said Jul- Jul- uh, Julie was not available for season three. That's but like, she took a new series. And I'm like, but why didn't they ask Lee to come back? I wonder. That would have been a very fair point. There must have been something. Maybe sure, they saw their own Google. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, but Eartha Kit. The precise moment the turgid twosome arrive here to rescue their precious ally Batgirl. And no hero worth his salt will let a lady expire. It's foolproof, I tell you. Perfectly foolproof. And you, Catwoman, are an even bigger fool than I thought you were. Angora, gag her. Crime fighters should be seen and not heard. There. That's all we'll hear of her nonsense. Manx, set up the pattern cutter. You'd better pray that Batman is a man-man more than he is a policeman. Angora, get her ready for the grand opening. You will make a perfect pinafore. The type of garment no one will recognize you in or as. (laughs) If you should pardon a final cutting remark. I mean... Iconic. I love that woman. I mean, she's the one that brought the... Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, she had that naturally. Like, that was a, even the in, thing, the yeah. in the interview. She said that when they asked her to do it, like, she's like, Well, I've been living like a cat my whole life. I might as well play yeah. the part. <laughs> like, yeah. And there wasn't a stretch for me to have to do. Like, they just give me a script and give me the words to say, and I'll just do it. <laughs> and I'm like, Yes, this is Eartha. <laughs> I think she, especially with the voice, she brought. Like the 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 more sexy to come. Yes, she did, and a different attitude than Julie yeah. or Lee. Yeah, like, she brought more of the badass girl. Like, yeah, she brought the sassiness. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Julie and let's just go with Lee. Also, they gave the cutesy cat. Yeah, they give the girl next door. Mm-hmm. Eartha Kate gave the girl that punches the girl next door and steals yep. her boyfriend. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, like here for um, it. She had she had the sass, and she had, but she still gave you the same Catwoman that Julie and Lee gave, but she gave it with her style. New layers, yeah, yeah. And there was pro- they were able to probably write different ways to do that character for that show than with Eartha, um, based on that. Uh, she, I love how there were people that bring up the fact that she is the first uh, woman of color to play the role. And she's like, one of the one of the favorite things I say, I like what she says is that she's like, well, cats don't have any race, color, or creed. And uh, she's like, as a performer, I don't think, or as an entertainer, I don't have any race, color, or creed. And so that's how I want to thought think about it. And neither does Catwoman. So let's just play this part. And that's fantastic because she was just playing a character, and um, she was playing a comic book character, and she just. I don't think it mattered when I saw her on the show. I was like, oh, that's Catwoman. But definitely for the times. For the 60s. I mean, she, she was like, I didn't think about it. And I'm like, a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people her. did. <laughs> yeah. 
And I, w- I wonder what it was like to back then, because how we talk about it now, what it was really like back then, because there was so much more. We, mm-hmm. Integration was still just like happening in TV, for sure. Yeah, she's super hot. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, she just, she is, she's, um, I grew up watching her as Catwoman, um, you know, and my grandparents, um, Davenport. And uh, she, she brought us such like a certain, like a certainty of her own character, like as a woman, as a cat woman, you know, both as the, all of it. She was just so present and like this, I own who I am. And it, uh, it was, it caused me to sit up, take notice of this. This woman. Good job. Is it safe to assume that this is your favorite Catwoman? Yes, sir. <laughs> I can yes. see by the glow in your eyes. There's twinkling. <laughs> there's, I don't know. There's just something about Eartha Kit that always, always will get me. I just, it's that roll of the. Who tongue knows? <laughs> like, well done. I'm a fan for life. I like how she was always saying, "I don't know, Batman." <laughs> I she's her the way she's able to like enunciate and just deliver her words is just so perfect because it's it's Eartha Kit. Like. Hey guys, uh, sorry about the quick interruption. Uh, really sorry, not sorry, but actually, uh, hey, so just wanted to quickly just ask you if you're listening on apple podcasts or spotify or google podcasts they have an option where you can give us a review and even just a rating uh you know it lets us know how we're doing uh gives us opportunity to grow get maybe get some different content or give you more content on what you're liking uh and if you don't have the opportunity where you're listening you could go to our brand new website at www.growuparen.com and that has connections to all of our social media every option of where you can listen to our podcast at and you can rate and review us right there on that website so go check that one out anyway back to the show And one that I st- thought was really interesting that I researched because I realized the backstory that they used for writing Catwoman in Batman Returns was based on a comic series. Uh, it was called Catwoman, Her Sister's Keeper, which was how their how her the origin that they got about how Catwoman became Catwoman in Batman Returns, like the whole mystical transference of power from cats or something. Um yeah. So that's what that was. <laughs> Essentially. Was it I mean, the biting of the finger or the licking? <laughs> we, you know what? Oh. I think it's just uh, just <laughs> assume something was happening there. That was, um, yeah. So let's just go with that. Like, so M- Michelle Pfeiffer. Now, first off, let's talk about the fact that this movie came out in 1991. Right? Is that uh the exact date, Ooh. 92. 92. It was, was June, yeah. June 19th, 
1992. That's a wide release. It was originally uh, done at Mans yep. in, uh, I believe, the, the 13th, June 13th. That's from paper. So I was. I don't know alive, if so. It's on the <laughs> internet, but this is on my I, paper. I remember when it came out because the my stepdad had brought my older brother to the earlier one with Jack Nicholson. Um, I of course was not old enough to go to that movie, and neither was I. <laughs> my step. I don't think uh, Michael was either. Because, I have a confession. Okay. This was my first Michael Keaton Batman experience. Was Batman Returns or Batman? Batman Returns. Okay. I've never seen Batman. Oh, okay. seeing that too. Hmm. Yeah, he's uh, he's bat. He's Michael Keaton. He's Michael Keaton is Batman. But I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> um, that was a good joke. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so this is my, my first experience with Michael Keaton here. Okay. My stepdad uh, did not like the dark way that Tim Burton took with Batman. Um, it was the 90s, and my stepdad had grown up with the 60s Batman. Mm. So seeing how the Joker was murdering, and then like it was not really like what he was expecting, I think. So he decided that Batman Returns was definitely not going to be one that we got to see. Um mm. But I saw that we were still able to watch the Batman. The it was on TV all the time. We were able to watch that yeah. one all the time, but couldn't see this new one. Uh, and uh, but I just kept on watching the previews, the trailers that would play on TV every single time, and I would just see Michelle Pfeiffer in that skin tight rubber suit, just being like so fantastic. And I had I had things going on with my body that were not sexual in nature when I saw her like that. I was eight. Okay. Just about nine. <laughs> I was nine. But the point is, I, I knew <laughs> I knew that I liked the whole idea of being Catwoman. I wanted to be in that suit and I wanted to be able to like use that bull whip. Like she was just swinging that whip around, and just like so. Anyway, the movie—I did see the movie. I snuck and saw that movie so many freaking times. I don't care. She trained for months with yeah. that whip. She did she did? I watched a documentary today actually with her, uh, the whip guy, and she did that scene in one take. Really, one take. They did that whole thing. She was able She's to do such a everything. Goddess. I love her, Michelle Pfeiffer. Ah! Yeah, studious. Yeah, She's studious. She, she is, that's the, oh, she's the type of actress that she goes in and that's how she chose to go with this character herself because they, she wanted to go, the way Tim Burton created this, this, his versions of Batman is really focusing on the duality of each of these characters. And there was no difference with, with Catwoman, especially because she thought she was taking a role that, oh, there's just going to be this little bits with Catwoman or something. No, she was like one of the biggest features of this. And so she didn't yeah. realize what she was going in for. To be honest, she wasn't the original person. You know who I was supposed to be? Yes. Oh. Annette Benning. Annette Benning. And the only reason Annette Benning couldn't do it is because she got prego. She beat out Cher, Madonna, and Bridget Fonda for the yeah. role. Yeah. Annette Benning. I 
You remember what I said about redheads, right? Oh, you, this would have been a way different cat one for you, I think. And that Benning is, oh, what a gem. I, ever since I saw her in The Great Outdoors, that was my introduction to Annette Benning. I love Annette Benning. Oh, see, oh, me too. Oh, 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 oh. Um, oh, oh. But yeah, that was supposed to, she was supposed to be the original Catwoman, and so she ended up having to call Tim Burton and be like, so, um, I'm pregnant. (laughs) And she was disappointed too, because like, you know, they were developing this character based on Annette's acting, Annette's developing. Um, So they had to change a little bit, but the duality- she she knows what she's doing there were a lot of after (laughs) after news of annette having to leave there were women coming to campaign for that role um so many the actress sean rosie o'donnell Donald, the actress Sean Young showed up to the office dressed in a cat suit to like try and audition for the role (laughs) i just have the image of rosie o'donnell being catwoman right now and i'm just like oh Which actually, yeah, little cutie patootie, yeah, little cutie patootie. I'm gonna get Rosie O'Donnell also starred (laughs) in in Harriet the Spy. (laughs) Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. I used to watch her show after school. She didn't. She didn't get to be Catwoman, but she got to play with Eartha Kitt. So she loved those koosh. Okay. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so Michelle Pfeiffer took the role, and I mean, so glad she did. Uh, because she is a goddess. I'm sorry, but she's a goddess. Yeah, she is. She's amazing. Um, and the way she took that role was she had, this was the first di- in- incarnation of Selena Kyle they were doing that was going to be changed and have a breakdown and just go from being like the oppressed. Yeah, going through it. <laughs> yeah, this oppressed, like bullied, uh, like a secretary, administrative, executive assistant, um, and, you know, working for Christopher Walken, you know, <laughs> yeah. who wouldn't be oppressed. Um, and, uh, you know, so then after she finds out all that information, that uh, that he's you know gonna be swindling gotham city um and she he ends up killing her because of it and then the cat's coming you know gnawing her fingers scared me as a child i was like if i get bit by a cat am i gonna turn into Catwoman? and then i was like wait wait what (laughs) come on cats (laughs) by the way (laughs) come on kitty 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 (laughs) literally i'm like okay yes that's what i wanted too like i used to tell my cat like bite me (laughs) bite me so i can become michelle pfeiffer (laughs) it's not spider-man that's not what happens (laughs) um but uh so wow shoot where were they gonna go with this you said that michelle pfeiffer is a goddess yes doesn't she, doesn't she play some god in a Marvel movie? No, she's not a god in the Marvel movie. She is um, Janet Van Dyne. She's uh, one of the um, Ant-Man people. Yeah, she's, Hank she's Kim's a goddess kid. in real life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm just checking. So before that, she was Catwoman, though, back in the 90s. But anyway, so she, because of all the bullying and everything, she... Uh, and then he kills her. These somehow these cats magically bring her back. I mean, we're we're there to believe that Logical. somehow. But I do want to mention that while she's laying there and coming, you know, being brought back to life, and you see her eyes rolling back in the back of her head. Those yeah, her. it was all her. 
she did that. And she, that wasn't even a direction from Tim. She just made this, like, she was so into this, like, seeing the Undertaker having a seizure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, she then, so the next scene was her coming into her apartment after she's now, like, in this limbo version of herself. I would like to call that because now she's, what the hell? What's going on? And she does her routine of coming in like she normally does. And she's kind of like, in in and out of it and then i think she hits that uh the answering machine she says honey i'm oh. home oh. oh wait i'm not married oh wait i forgot i'm not married honey i'm home oh i forgot i'm not married she had the best one-liners she, <laughs> she did actually she had so many great one-liners in that movie Actually, more of a question, you stupid corn dog. Wow. The Batman. Or is it just Batman? Uh, your choice, of course. Well, that was very brief. Just like all the men in my life. What men? Well. Then again, there's you, but you need therapy. Whoa. Miss Kitty! Back from more sexual escapade, refuse to share? Hmm? Not that I'd ever pry. Well, party never stops on Selena Kyle's answering machine. Guess I should have let him win that last racquetball game. Um, but, uh... So yeah, so she, uh, she she plays that answering machine thing, and I think it just plays an advertisement from her company's uh, advertising thing. Honey, I'm home. Oh, I forgot I'm not married. Selena, this is your mother. Call me. Selena, this is your mother. Why haven't you called me back? Hello, Selena, Kyle. We're just calling to make sure you've tried Gotham Lady perfume. One whiff of this at the office and your boss will be asking you to stay after work for a candlelight staff meeting for two. Gotham Lady perfume, exclusively at Rex Department. <laughs> And it starts to trigger her, um, all that oppression. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait, that motherfucker <coughs> killed me. That motherfucker <coughs> just murder murdered me. And so now she's like totally going from Selena Kyle to Catwoman, essentially, is what we're seeing. And so I like that duality twist of the fact that sometimes that's how I felt in my life. Um, you know, I felt bullied most of my life um, and felt like closed off. And there was this one point where I just snapped and I turned into kind of a total different monster version of myself. I'm still kind of fixing myself from that. Um, so that's why that particular version of Catwoman is so like, I don't know, a focus, focus of mine right now. 
and but it's that's why it's also been one for me for a long time because Michelle Pfeiffer played that role so well when she switched into that new playful version of Catwoman and it was just like you know what screw y'all I'm I'm this is who I am now. She's got. I don't know if that changed her into the superpowers or anything, or if it just changed her into the confidence and gave her the nine lives. You know. But I hear a lot of people having these near-death experiences. They come back with kind of an effort attitude as well. And do you think that's kind of what Tim Burton and the writers um, were that when they created her were kind of going for that idea instead of it being so. I don't know. That's a Mystical great question. Or Let's meta. <laughs> What's Timmy doing today? Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like this is even before before they were calling character like superhero superpowered characters in the DC universe meta humans. Hmm. But I didn't I never thought of her as a meta human. Yeah, she never there wasn't many versions, if any, of Catwoman that had superpowers. She was just really heavily skilled and uh Smart, cunning. (laughs) I just, I just thought of uh, that old adage about cats always landing on their feet. Mm. Well, she didn't that night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Ouch. Mm. Um. Well, and there's a couple of times she falls in that movie and she doesn't land on her feet. So, mm. yeah. Um. But I mean, it is kind of hard when you do decide that part of your costume is going to be freaking stilettos in every incarnation of Catwoman stilettos. I mean, I get why, but they're really not practical for the things you're doing. Not at all. <laughs> you they're just like sketchers or something, or some pumas, <laughs> some shape ups. You know, yeah. <laughs> shape ups. Those aren't. Those aren't FDA approved. <laughs> what about some hey dudes? <laughs> hey dudes. Oh. Um, but so um, I just, I, I did. I loved that Michelle Pfeiffer's way to be able to change that character and even break down more through the whole show or the whole movie until the final end when she's like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't tell me how it ends. Have you not seen that movie? I fell asleep. Oh, you've not. Oh, okay. Well, then I won't tell you how it ends. But it's like how these actresses are able to like embody this character in their own way every single time. And Michelle just really went for it. And she even said that it was really difficult for her to do uh, because they didn't, the consecutive order of how they were filming the scenes made it really tough for her to commit to her character choices um, in different er- areas because they filmed like one of the final scenes, like at the beginning. So it's like, I haven't even developed this character yet, and I have to play the, how she finishes the story? Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. I've never done any film work like that, so I can't imagine what that would be like. I don't know about you, Miss Kitty, but I feel so much yummier. Meow. Selena. I would love to live with you in your castle forever, just like in a fairy tale. I just couldn't live with myself, so don't pretend this is a happy ending. You killed me. The penguin killed me. Batman killed me. That's three lives down. You got enough in there to finish me off? One way to find out. 
Alright everybody, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Growing Up With Erin, which is called Growing Up With Catwoman Part 1. So of course that stands to reason that there is a Growing Up With Catwoman Part 2. So of course I left this one on a nice cliffhanger, just like the 1960s television series did. What will become of Batman? How will Robin know? Right? So in this case, you'll just have to tune in next week. Same cat time, same cat channel. But until then, we'll talk to you later.